0: Live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios, this yes. is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network.
1: This is Jay Coppa coming to you live from the Associated Credit Union of Texas Studio with Clear Lake Today. Not really live, it's a podcast, uh, but uh, I am joined in studio today with two of my uh, great friends and uh, members of my executive team for Serve which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh Rob Hefter, say hi Rob. Hi Rob. Hi Rob. And Tim Stroud, say hi Tim. Hi Tim and this is Memorex. Is it? It's we, not live, right? No, it's not live, it's Memorex, <laughs> true. Uh so just just as a uh, a quick side if you followed us on Vinyl Draft Radio, we've moved over to Clear Lake today. We're going to do a monthly podcast uh, with with my friends and fellow veteran service organizations to kind of talk about what we collectively are doing in the community for our veteran brethren and sisters to make sure that their lives are better in the greater greater Gulf Coast area. Uh, For those of you that are not familiar with Serve, we have been in existence since August of 2015. So we're going on four and a half years, uh, which is pretty cool. uh, We started with five or six it, it's a debate as to if it's really five or six but we'll just say six we started with six organizations back in august uh, 2015 and today we're we're tracking right around 50. Uh, In our meetings, we meet once a month, uh, the second Thursday of every month, veteran veteran service organizations uh, get together to kind of network, learn about each other, what we can and can't do, uh, more about what we can do as opposed to what we can't. Uh, And then we just, we share uh, referral stories, things of that nature to make sure that uh, we all understand the process. Right. And you know what? You, uh, you're saying some great things there
0: jay but there may be some first-time listeners today and they don't know what SERV means it's actually okay. an acronym go ahead
1: so SERV stands for southeast resource veterans effort and like i said it was started by a group of uh, four or five And the the how it really came to being was pure networking uh from a veteran standpoint, I knew a gentleman that was running a veteran service organization, and uh, he was not aware of, of another one of the, my contacts. And so when I introduced him, uh, it was interesting to see the collaboration and the conversation back and forth. Okay, what can you do for the veteran? What can you do for the veteran? What can you do? And I go, well, wait a minute. I, I think we can do this on a more uh, a larger scale. So I said, who do you know? And who do you know? And let's get them in a room together And uh, that first initial group. Uh, was all about, hey, let me learn about what you do. Let me teach you what I do so that when you have a, a veteran in need, maybe you can't help them because of the way that your organization is set up, but maybe we can. Right. And when they walked into the room in the
0: background, was playing, it was like, Oh, 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 it's magic. <laughs> is that,
1: I'm trying to remember if that song was actually playing. It might've been, Probably maybe not. in my head. It, it, right. it,
2: maybe it was in your head. There's a lot of things going in your head, Jay, yeah. but the, the strength of the organization is not the number of people. Right. It's the number of people that actually get involved. Ooh, There's yeah. nobody that can do everything by themselves. And we get referrals for, everything relating to our veterans from mental health and medical issues uh, to VA help to construction and transportation anything they need there's somebody in that room now that can help them out and that's really the strength of the organization that network that allows us all to come together and make a lot of cool things happen. You're exactly right and and one
0: of the things I'll dive down a little bit further bring us down to to 10,000 feet there, there's a lot of people that look at the VA. They're like, they're the 800-pound gorilla. They should do more. They should do everything. Absolutely not. Uh, they're there for two different reasons, three if you, you know, go even further down uh, the rabbit trail. But they're there for the uh, VBA and VHA, and I don't know if we're going to go into it this time. That may be something for uh, Mr. King to, to go to when, when he's interviewed. But all the other organizations pick up a piece that either overlaps Uh, or comes in adjacent to those needs to make sure that all the needs are fulfilled for the veteran and the family members.
1: Yeah, and it's it's interesting that in this conversation you know 20 years ago we didn't have all of this no you absolutely know, not. you had the not va you had the american legion you had the vfw post and you know you had a few others but you know since 9 11 since the young men and women started coming back veteran service organizations have been just explosive as far as trying to offer services and Rob, you had mentioned the the group that's in the room we we have folks that do uh in-home health care we have folks that actually uh use scuba diving uh, as a form of therapy. We have equine therapy, we have job placement, we have get involved with the Mission Continues or Team Rubicon. It's amazing that when you look across it's not just Oh, I've got problems. I need help. It's I can serve. There, there's a lot of groups that the veterans can get involved with that are helping other veterans, paying it forward. Uh, it's not always gloom and doom, and that's you know that's something I think sometimes veteran service organizations get a bad rap for. It's not about gloom and doom. It's about paying it forward. It's about what's rightfully uh, belongs to the veteran or their family as far as how things are, are set up. So
2: you yeah, know, and we're more social. I'm sorry, Rob. Go ahead. Jump in there. Uh, uh, no, go ahead. Uh, following up on that, Jade. There's. So many of us veterans still feel an obligation to serve after we retired, left the yep. service, or anything else. And one of the great things about service, no matter what you can do, uh, Johnny J. Rowe didn't have any legs, uh, oh. but he helped out every way he could. He, he showed up to help move furniture just right. because and he's baseboards. that kind of guy and yep. paint baseboards, whatever needed to be done. Uh, we have people that can't work for medical reasons, but they still show up. Uh, they still find a way to contribute. We have uh, mental health experts that show up. We have—you uh, mentioned Mr. King earlier at the VA. Uh, so it's a broad range of people, and and I think the real strength of it is, is that diversity in who we have coming in. There is somebody out there that can find a way to help if we have a problem. But serve isn't just about, like you said. It's not just about solving problems. It's about giving people the opportunity to give back when they're looking for that opportunity. Yeah. And that's what keeps a lot of people coming back.
0: Yeah, and it's not just, hey, we're, we're gonna raise a barn. Y'all come out. Um, we,
2: we do some fun social stuff too.
0: Um, Johnny J. Rowe came out to the uh, the beach when we we're down in Galveston for our amazing challenge where we, we built. We got first place in the sand building competition. That's right. <laughs> okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna
2: discuss the voting on that. But you know how that came about. We were gonna compete in the sandcastle right. competition. They said we couldn't do it because we're not an architectural firm. Right. So we said screw it, we'll do it ourselves. That's I have right. a friend runs a bar down there and he said we could use the beach out behind it uh, a flip-flops bar and we just went out there and had a great time with it it was a lot of fun it was and and one of
0: the other things about serve that that i love is that you don't have to be a veteran or a veteran service organization to get involved and the houston lady lions when they started they were all patriots none of them had served and since then they've recruited a -hmm. lot of female veterans into their memberships but they show up and they get a lot of stuff done
1: yeah and and it's a blending of of civilian and military lifestyles i i I get in trouble for this all the time i was not a uh in the service i did not go overseas i did not go through boot camp i didn't do all that but i serve every single day with this group Uh, and there's a lot of folks just like myself who you know maybe our calling was not being overseas or in the military our calling was the business world or the or you know the, the everyday civilian stuff but There's a lot that crosses over. I mean, what what is a a veteran before they go into the military is a civilian. When they come out, they've got to reacclimate to the civilian life with some perks. And so why not have folks that understand both sides of that scale trying to help solve problems? And, And I think it's worked. I, right. I think it's worked great for all of us uh, because there are folks in that room that, that were not part of the military, but they've dedicated their, their business or their organization to helping veterans. So I think that's that's great.
0: Oh, yeah. And, and look at the, uh, the, the Fishers. When they started volunteering, they didn't serve, but now you go to any VA, you'll have Fisher Houses there, and, and the Houston yeah. VA has three, and they're looking at possibly doing a fourth, but neither one of them served in uniform, but they rolled up their sleeves, to fulfill one of the needs that our veterans have. And that's what serve does. And, you know, isn't a glad fest. And when we get in there, if something's broke, we look for solutions. We don't just come in and have somebody. We don't allow the the good idea fairy to come in, sprinkle stuff, and, and fly out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, and, and the thing that I am absolutely the most proud of is that, and I do want to ask you guys both about, just give me a little, give the the, listeners a little bit of background on who you are because i think the strength in the organization is people that have done the work are now the people that are helping others get through their process i mean uh, tim you served in the army talk a little bit about your your service and your you know your area of expertise now outside of outside of the service
0: well and and thank you jay i appreciate that Uh, i was a late bloomer in more ways than one I went into the army at age 27. I needed some direction and discipline. As uh, most of my friends know, my, my dad served in the military and so did my grandfather. But after my dad served in the army, he served in his community as a police officer. Sadly, eight months, uh, 18 months into his service, he was killed in the line of duty. And so my mom drilled in me, please do not go into the military service and do not be a police officer. So after she passed, and she was very young, she was 43 when she passed, Um, I joined the Army, 27 years young and went hard charging. And when I got out, found a mentor. He said, roll up your sleeves, get busy in the community. And that's one of the greatest values in my life is connecting with those who have a sense of purpose and have that selfless service. And you find out with with Serve, um, just about every one of those members have that. And they each have their lane, something they're great at. Now, there are some things I'm great at that, Um, may come as a shock to Rob. He's like, you know, Strad, (laughs) Strad didn't throw a hammer. Um,
2: I was actually trained. <laughs> go ahead. I no, go no, I, I, I know you don't, but that's not where you fit. There's so many other things you do. You don't have to throw a hammer to contribute, right? And or swing a hammer. Swing a hammer. Yeah, exactly. I throw them, and no, I throw axes. I got, I
0: got the trophy uh, to, yeah. to, to, to prove it. The um, but uh, truth be known, I, I was brought up by. Uh, oh, he was a jackass, but he did teach me. My stepfather he taught me uh, everything about rewiring a house. He was an electrician, a plumber, and HVAC. So I can do all that stuff. Now, it's not to code. And I can build a lot of stuff. But I don't do it because my main role in the community is the connector guy. I can find the money. I can find the people to volunteer and do those resources. So if I'm swinging a hammer, that means I'm usually not doing the most good. But if need be, I can can tape and float.
1: Yeah. Well, and it takes... Everybody you know, it does take a village and, mm-hmm. and you i 'm going to have Rob come up and, and tell a little bit about his backstory, but you know where you came from, how you served you know, all of that is extremely important to how we run our organization. And that is that when we do need to make connections, we, we reach out to you. When right. we need to hang sheetrock, we call Donnie, we call Rob. I mean, when we need to, you know, when we need to, you know, find a help for a homeless veteran, we, you know, we, we either call uh, Joel or we call uh, Justine down mm-hmm. in, you know, the Gulf Coast Center because that's the thing that they're very good at is right. trying to find housing or services. So that's, that's beautiful. I mean, as far as how we set that up, uh, overall, we've been lucky. I mean we've absolutely been just lucky to find the kind of people that that are you, part of serve you
0: say lucky but the harder we work the luckier we get i
1: get I, yeah i mean and, and that it always the case it is yeah. and and but we've also put the work in and, and right. you know we do these kind of things so tell us a little bit about you know your background and, and what you're doing today and you know and, and what makes you, you know, your contribution to serve what it is
2: well i joined the army late in life as well i was 25 not as old as you were tim uh, but I joined the Army late in life. I'm a Mustang. I was enlisted first, went to the dark side, and ended up retiring after 24 years as Lieutenant Colonel. Uh, when I got out of the Army, I tried retirement. That, that kind of sucks. Uh, it, it's no fun to be retired. There's, one of the things that we had in the Army is a sense of belonging and a sense of purpose. Right. And you know as a senior officer i was you know my job was to take care of my bubbles and make sure that everything was moving the way it needed to and that everybody was trained properly and that kind of stuff and i missed that when i got out and i went through the normal routine of you know five jobs in 18 months and not being able to find a place to fit (laughs) and and all that kind of thing it it's it's a common story it really i know it is Uh, I finally settled into a construction job. I'm building new homes. I have some background with it, so it's not a not much of a stretch for me. Uh, but the reason I'm staying with this job is because it gives me the time to plan and coordinate construction events for my veterans. Now, like Tim, I have the background in it, but physically I can't keep up with people like Will Cruiser Right. and and scott and ashlyn and colton and all the other people that show up all the time when we have bills right. to do i can't keep up with them anymore so my role is more to help coordinate to, to come up with a plan get everybody there make sure all the materials on hand clearly define what we have to do and what success lo- looks like for the day and if i can help out some yeah. but I, I can't do it physically the way I want to anymore, which is you disappointing. You can't be young uh,
0: Luke Skywalker for the entire show. You've got to hand it over to the uh, train the next Jedis.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Something, <right? laughs> Something like that. Something like that.
0: You're looking at me like I'm uh, old Yoda. I would like to be baby Yoda, but I don't think I ever would look that good. I'm not
1: going to mention any physical (laughs) resemblance. Yeah, I was going to say, you've got the head for it, for sure. (laughs) So, you know, in in talking about our setup, there are five, uh, there's actually six members. We have uh, five members that are three members that are not here today. So uh, what's interesting is, with with the exception of the Navy, I don't know why that happened, but they're, they're the only service that's not represented on the executive board. Maybe we'll have to fix that one at some point in time. Okay. Uh, yeah, we've got uh, Donnie Dolphinball, uh, who is a U.S. Marine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heather Melton, who is U.S. Coast Guard. Uh, and then we do have Sam Alex. And, and I'll talk a little bit about those guys because they're a big part of the team. But Sam was uh, former Army and former Air Force. So he was a double, he was a double dipper uh, and a first responder. So we have four of the five uh, services uh, Part of our are the executive team, and why that's important is, is that w- you guys, we all come in contact with everybody from every every service, every branch, uh, you know, every walk of life, so to speak. So having somebody that speaks the language because of course there is a language in each of the five which everybody knows and if you don't speak it right you get laughed at or picked on i know that's that's why it works that i you know i kind of oversee the meetings and everything else because i I can't imagine a marine actually listening to somebody from the army standing up there even the navy so we we eliminate all that problem when when the meetings are held because we have a a neutral i'm like switzerland when it comes to the the five branches i I don't get in the middle of it Uh, and i you know i kind of run a tight ship so to speak as an admiral but that's a whole different story. But that, you, that, you were- that is a whole
2: different story, yeah. and the I, I forget what I was going to say. You got distracted. You distracted me with all the other stuff you were talking about. Dazzled. But but it's absolutely true that I don't think a a military person could actually run the meetings as effectively. Uh, because it, we just have too much fun picking on each other. I, maybe that's why there are only two army guys here, and and the other services didn't show up. Today. Could
1: be that's right. Because they can, ta- I guess you guys can take it. But the the way and, and the whole purpose of this first podcast is to kind of introduce people to serve. And and we want you know if you're listening and we'll we, we want to invite you to come down and see what we're all about. I, I I've, I've invited people over the years to come by and they're like I don't have time or you know, are you selling stuff or can I sell stuff? And like, no, no, no. The whole point is mm-hmm. to find out what the other organizations are doing because, you know, maybe you need help. You know, maybe you as right. a veteran need help and, and are afraid to really go ask. But once you get to know people, that relationship it's no longer about asking. That's that's your friend. That's your family now. And it's a whole different set of circumstances. So having that room full of people in there and, and coming down and seeing it, I, I, I've, I've had people come up to me afterwards and go, man, this is this is awesome. I didn't, I had no idea that this was what it was like or that was life changing. And I'm looking at it going, it's just a meeting. And you, you forget the impact that, you know, the person that is on the other end, they're what they feel. That's what we're there for. And, you know, we, we always talk about, uh, we don't do a great job of tracking how many veterans we did cause I don't really care how many I, I care about the next one. And that's kind of our mantra. Uh, you know, If we've helped you and you come back and, and you, you're part of the family, we want you to pay it forward. But we're not going to sit there and dance up and down and celebrate that. We've got more people that need help.
2: We, we have never kept track of how many homes we've worked on, how many cars we've worked on, how many people we've helped at the VA, and and good reasons for that. Because we don't want to be a metric-based organization. We want to be a results-based organization. Yeah. So we... we My concept of what we do is I'm going to get involved and help one person at a time. I'm not going to try and change the world. I'm going to help one. And once that one is taken care of, then I'll find another one, but only one. Because so often, and we were talking about organizations that get spread so thin that they may have money and resources, which we've never had. (laughs) Uh, They may have money and resources, but they can't get anything done because they're spinning plates. Trying to take care of 50 different people at once.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned one, and I I had the honor of knowing Frank Buckles. He was the Mm -hmm. last World War I veteran. Passed away 110 years young. Great guy. And we have other veterans that are that old that are in our community, and a lot of them have not served with women veterans, female veterans, as we call it. And and so we encourage them to come down and see what we're about. you're never too old to, to come out and, and lend your skills that are out there, your your talents, your time, your treasures. And I think a lot of people get scared when they think about organizations and having to come to monthly meetings, but they're not mandatory. I mean, we want them to come participate, but we do some really fun stuff.
1: Yeah, and and the whole point where I got involved and started this was the networking aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You know, my job is to not know everything about Easter Seals or to know everything about Lennar, or to know everything about, you know, the, the Coast Guard or any one of the branches of service. My job is to get to know Tim and Rob. Right. And and understand what kind of people you are and, and, and how you're built. Because if I trust you, then... I don't mind having you help somebody that I know or, uh, you know, or pushing that forward. That's, that's the neat thing about the networking is that there is billions of dollars or millions, pick a number of M's or B's, but there are tons and tons of dollars out there that organizations leave on the table because they can't service people outside of their uh, operating philosophy or their rules of engagement or their you right. know M-O-W-s they, they have to or be whatever. Post nine eleven. Yeah. yeah or you have whatever to do all that other be. stuff. And so, you know, if if I can give you five more post nine eleven or if I can give you five more Vietnam veterans or whatever to help you empty that coffer a little bit. That's what we're there for is that let's take, let's take and make sure that we have the, the ability to help. Right. Houston
0: is huge, but it gets a whole lot smaller when you get into the veteran circles and you see people putting service above self and you see how it's connected to, to rotary, to the lions club, to some of the legacy groups that you talked about, the VFW, American Legion, DAV, mm-hmm. Jewish war veterans. And when you start crossing those bubbles, man, we get some amazing things done because with surf we don't care who gets the credit, and we want to make sure that we are lifting people up to help them out and giving them something that's sustainable. And I think that it really speaks to our organization. A,
2: a great example of that: a couple weeks ago, uh, uh, Joel Chatelaine, who is one of the best outreach guys, uh, that I mean, he just finds people. He mm-hmm. just does. He came across a homeless veteran uh, who was struggling with some alcohol issues. Uh, the VFW. Uh, down in Dickinson helped to get the guy in a hotel room for a couple of days while Sam Alex got him enrolled in a, in a substance abuse program. It took us six days to get him reported in and checked in at a substance abuse program. And he's doing very well now with it. But it's all those different organizations that we didn't know each other existed before serve yeah but now it comes to serve and there's an email a couple phone calls and all of a sudden we can get this guy off the street and dealing with the reason he's on the street in five days that's a success story yeah right and and people need to know that when you're out there listening
0: it doesn't have to be somebody their house is falling apart or they need a rebuild if there's a veteran and there's an unmet need let us know um odds are with our connections is that we may not have the direct answer but we can find out.
1: Yeah. And, and and again, I want to make sure that, that anybody listening, veteran or, or not, it, it's not about if your house is falling down, is it if you need to purchase a new home, the VA has a home loan program for you that, that helps you with your closing costs. If you're looking to buy a car, we, we have credit unions uh, as as we are with Associated Credit Union. We have another group called On the Road Lending. Mm-hmm. There, there are it's not just about you know mental health or things of that nature. It's the everyday stuff. We we there's a lot of Tim and myself included. We both do financial counseling. We both teach uh dave i teach dave ramsey and he teaches an offshoot of that that he's created himself over the years that you know helps people understand okay you could get out of debt you can run your finances in a better way and you can even come back from bankruptcy i
0: know a lot of veterans that have gotten into that sticky wicket whether it was business related or personally related we were talking about it in the green room yeah uh, right before for this and uh, there are tons of veterans that have taken that next step and and improve their credit at no cost to them.
1: Yeah, so if you're having trouble navigating the VA, we got help. If you if you were awarded medals and you've lost them because of Harvey, we 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 can we got a guy that can help you find those. If I need some if, new medals, can yeah. I get some? Well, I don't know if you could get uh, new uh, ones that okay, you didn't I'll, earn. I'll one for you. Th- those, <laughs> those are at, uh, you could go on eBay and get those if you're looking for some that, that aren't yours that you wanna well, buy. Well, I wanna do stolen
0: valor, but I did wanna brag on Rob. I was having some alcohol issues couple weeks ago there was
2: just too many cases of jack daniels when rob took him off my uh, oh that's very nice drug, you know so. it, it's what we do for each other it's just trying to help out yeah now you mentioned jack daniels we gotta we gotta buy a big bottle of that when okay. we have uh, uh can i talk about the kickball
1: not yet okay so how much time do we have today I we, can wanna... do we, we can do whatever we want oh, okay. it, it, it's our podcast right. you were talking about stolen valor and i have no. to say this because I, I i every once in a while I like to take make digs about it, but uh, there was a court case in California where a person was wearing a purple heart and uh, made people believe that he had been shot and everything. He was a Mm -hmm. member of the military, but he never learned or never earned the Purple Heart. And the uh, Supreme Court in California, the Ninth Circuit in California said that that's protected by free speech under the Constitution. So, you know, what what we think of stolen valor is not necessarily what sometimes our court systems do, but we definitely like to make sure that, you know, our biggest piece is a veteran that has earned that deserves that. Absolutely. And, and it, you shouldn't be doing it otherwise. And that's why I get beat up personally because I didn't serve, and everybody keeps telling me, quit saying you didn't serve, didn't serve. But it's very important me for you guys to know because you did. You've done something that a lot of people haven't. Most of the people in that room at SERVE have done things that less than 5% of the general population has ever done, and that is that you have stepped forward, put your lives on the line, and that should be rewarded uh, in respect and admiration, not me Find stuff on eBay, <laughs> so or whatever. So
2: you can yeah. you can buy some cool stuff. Yeah, on man, eBay, I'm
0: telling you, you could so. you could look like a Colonel Admiral by yeah. the time that you're done. You know, all joking aside, is that uh, we do a little bit of research on those that we help. We make sure that um, they haven't crossed the stream, so to speak, right. that they don't. Um, take advantage of the system. So um, sometimes we don't give them money until they've been turned down from a couple of other ones. Right.
1: And it's about, do you have the wherewithal to continue? If we just give you the money? Yeah. And you're going to be right back next month. That then we haven't fixed the problem, you're you know. And, and if you're if, if we do anything, and you know, if, if you buy a car, it's all right. If if we donate a, get a car, donate we give it to you, but you can't afford the car insurance, and you go hit somebody. What good does that do? Mm, you know. So right. part of it is is that there there is a very smart, methodical understanding that we that we do undertake uh, when when trying to help veterans. So uh, it, it,
2: you remember the case a while back where the guy who was making. Just under two hundred grand a year wanted to come help him, him twenty thousand dollars worth of sheetrock, and was wanting to get all everything donated because he was a veteran. Uh, you know what? You can handle this. We're going to take that money and give did, it somebody.
1: That, I right? think he wanted a fifty-inch TV to go along with it. Yeah, he did. he did. That, so he could, did. that it, was on and, his and request listen, list. Listen, yeah, you. you the, there are um, you know. There, there's two sides to every to every story. We you know, the unfortunate thing is is that just like in. In any walk of life there's always those that want more than what's expected uh, and then there's others that'll never ask because they don't think it's fair to that, ask. That that is <laughs> the just, biggest problem. Yeah, I'll agree. I would
2: if if I could help that guy who had all the money he needed and didn't need our help but he just didn't want to have to pay for it out of his own pocket if helping him would get me in contact with two other guys that really need it I'm all in. Well, Let's the, make it work.
1: Yeah and the simple thing is and, and and there is simple things and and I'm not trying I I'm not trying to belittle uh anybody but yeah we the 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 group that oversees serve which is run by the credit union is keystone cdc so i sit on their board and we had our uh your phones are going crazy there rob um but we said i sit on a board we had our meeting today and one of the things that that the credit union does is that we hand out you know we i have pre-printed uh metal signs that say uh reserved for veterans and first responders i've seen those yes and so uh there's a gentleman on there that works for a local municipality. And so I gave him one because we've been talking about putting them in, in his local municipality. And so I gave him one, instead of talking about it, I said, here, look, this is what it looks like. Go back and talk to your people. How many do you want? They're free of charge. I'll give them to you to hang up. Uh, and so he said, yeah, I saw them in your parking lot. He said, but I parked next to it. I go, well, you're a veteran. He goes, yeah, yeah, but somebody else needs it more. And you know, I know that's simple, but that's what I hear way too much of. Is that, you know, so the, the purpose of serve is not to make or tell a veteran that you, you know, you get all of this stuff. It's to make sure that they understand what is legitimately theirs. In the eyes of what we do, and I don't mean that from a monetary standpoint, but we have programs that allow veterans to go back to school in the state of Texas. We have programs through the VA. We have other uh, organizations that take care of them in certain, you know, ways simply because they are a veteran. You go to a lot of restaurants if you just ask; mm-hmm. they give you a little bit of a discount. Right. You two guys, every time we go, you Tim will do it every once in a while, and Rob, Rob will as well. But you know, when you do it, you always what you tell me and what i've seen is that you give that whatever that that amount back in a tip
2: oh absolutely to the
1: serve so it part of it is that you know the the restaurant wants to thank you for your service and so you want to thank the waiter or waitress for their service and that's what you
2: you know part of it you say thank you for your service but you know yes there were bad days but i loved wearing a uniform but do you thank me for something i enjoyed that much uh, you, thank you for liking ice cream, well, Jay. Thank Jay. Me for,
1: awesome. <laughs> I know, but people thank hey, me for helping them get a car loan a when bit they have different. I know, but people people think me all, they have a seven hundred and eighty credit score and they thank me for getting a car loan. i like, no, 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 all I, I just facilitated. You, you had the, you did all the work, so a job is a job is a job. But again, when I do a car loan, I don't have somebody with the scope at a thousand yards trying to shoot me. So there's a little bit of a difference so
2: I, 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 I will acknowledge the difference but <laughs> so. at, at the same time I, I loved what I did in uniform.
1: absolutely well
0: anyway uh, Rob you you're you're, uh, you're one of the servant leaders that uh, are the epitome of uh, of a hero and, and I say that with, uh, with true honesty because you look at a lot of men and women that serve. They did their time. I don't care if they did it for the college. They did it for a sense of community. They did it for patriotic reasons or or something else that they wanted to see the world. They came back and they did not serve their community as you do. And so that makes you a hero when they say thank you for your service. I think it's all wrapped up in one because, it's a continuation. Um, yeah, I, I really do. And, and so had you just hung up your spurs when you got done, you still would have done a great job and there's nothing wrong with that, yeah. but you continue on the mission and you help out so many others and you lift them up. I mean, how many people today? are volunteering and active because rob hefner picked him up in his
2: truck or said hey come on let's go you know i i don't want to know i don't want to count uh, we all do what we do and we all have a different way of doing it like we said earlier yep i i hung up my spurs and i was a cavalry officer so sure. i had spurs you're welcome that way you threw that in there nicely yeah. there didn't you um but uh, the way that Serve has grown is not because somebody it, it it it's kind of an organic growth. Mm-hmm. You know, you remember the perk commercial? Mm-hmm. He tells two people, and he tells two people, and so and all on that kind and, so, of, so, and on. so on and so on, and that's kind of what's happened here. I get people that show up to construction projects they're like, well, you know, I heard about it and I uh, figured I'd just come see what y'all are doing. I'm like, okay, there's a hammer, go to work. Yeah. Um, and when people can come and feel like they're contributing mm-hmm. and feel like they're making a difference, they'll come again. Absolutely. But if they show up to a volunteer event or to a serve meeting and they're there and they're like, well, you know, I really couldn't do anything. Uh, it's out of my league. Well, that's, that's not cool. We, we work real hard to get everybody, everybody involved. Um, uh, I mean, I had a guy with one arm doing sheetrock one time. Uh, he was only there for a couple of hours. Uh, but he told me when he got there, my neck won't let me do this for more than an hour or two, but mm-hmm. I can at least get these that are, that are down low. Yeah. One arm he's doing sheetrock, rock. And I love it. And here's the thing about it. It's that um,
0: you think like, I, I'm going to go help somebody else. Well, that's great you're going to get that help back on you. You're going to feel so freaking great when you're done with that project, or even when you're doing the project, you're going to meet some great people and, and, a, and a cool dog. Uh, cool and dog. Col- hey, yeah. that's, that's right. Colton carries a lot. And But when you're done with that project, man, what a sense of worth you have for not just posting on social media. I mean, we do need that so people know what we do. So as we grow, serve, and we need resources, they know what they're funding.
1: And- the bottom line is it works and it that, and that's all that matters and you know when we started with six we have told two people and two people have told two more mm-hmm. that that's the point i mean when they get in that room and they talk and they learn about each other that's fantastic and you you talked about the individual the other day or a little while ago about the guy that joel found on the street you know i sit back and i can reflect as somebody that started this program and when i started this program you did not know sam alex and sam alex didn't know you and because i was able to put you guys in the room this gentleman four years later is in a rehab center getting help because we put you guys in the same room
2: all all five people involved in helping him out were strangers that met at serve.
1: Yeah. And the thing, that's what, you know, that's the whole point of this first podcast is understand who we are. And that's what it's all about is that changing, changing that next person's life is just as simple as getting to know the other guy in the room. Mm-hmm. And you, I, people, I, we, and, and I'm not picking on anybody that comes in the room at all. Yeah, you are. And, no, but no, I'm what, what I'm saying is that we, <laughs> we've had people. He that, does all the time. No, no, he? but th- this, this is true. But we have people in that room that have come for two, three years in a row, and, you know, if you ask them, they haven't helped anybody, but they keep coming back, and they show up to, you know, in their mind, they don't think that they've not helped anybody, uh, but they keep coming back, and they keep sharing, and they keep waiting, and their turn has come. And, and what's funny is, is that, you know, it's not – you know, every month, all the time, you know, one person is doing all of the work. It, it does rotate. Mm-hmm. And, and I think having that many strong people in the room and you do have people that have been there for a few, you know, for a few years that, you know, uh, the amount of impact that they've had is phenomenal. The other is, is that they, you know, they, they're still learning and they're keep coming back to help out. So I think that's cool.
2: I, I think that's, that's very cool that you can be, you can be to serve for, for years, like you say, waiting your turn something's going to show up i've had people say hey what do you need this weekend on the project can i get you can well i need a case of water i'll be there at nine o'clock yeah uh just finding ways to contribute and and that's part of serve is making us getting us to where we need to be as members of serve because that's what we're doing for the veterans we're reaching out to like you said earlier jay it's not about helping the sad sack every time yeah, because you know most sad sacks are there for a reason i'm you know i'm i'm too bad decisions from being homeless as myself <laughs> and i'm probably going to make those we two all decisions like, this week yeah. <laughs> all right. but uh, it, it, you know it, it can go south quickly and there's no shame in being in that situation uh they shame in not doing something about it
1: but in 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 a in a very surreal way the the number of people that we've come in contact with over the past four and a half years I guarantee that we have prevented somebody from taking their own life through serve because of the networking and the camaraderie. Oh, absolutely! And I don't mean anybody in that particular room per se. I meant the connections that we've had with somebody and, and being able to reach out and be able to put people like Rob and Tim in contact with you. Sometimes it just names. takes one. Yeah, I won't it,
2: give it, names in this forum, but people in that room. Yeah, well, but, I can
0: tell you right now, as a, as a combat medic that's with cool. multiple uh, deployments. Um, uh, sometimes I, I still struggle with my demons. Other times we cuddle, um,
1: but we uh, we have some. <laughs> no no no, let's make that right. We do not cuddle. You you cuddle with your dog. My cold demons. Thing. My I demons. Did, I did, okay, I was gonna say, say don't.
0: I, I said Rob and I my don't cuddle. Demons. Anyway, it has a good T-shirt? I need to buy that one. But with that with that one is that we make sure that um, veterans and their family members and whoever comes yeah. in contact with us, you know, has that support. And sometimes it is professional help. Yeah. Sometimes it's just getting active and my challenge is to anybody that's listening to this in the greater Houston area if you're from Tomball or or you're up in, in the Woodlands come down and see us at yeah, It could just, be that you want to duplicate this up in your area hey that's great come see what works yeah
1: and it's not about do i mean it truly is about belonging and then that's the big point for me is that there's folks that, there there are folks that we have helped that we don't even know we've helped because we, we were yeah. able to branch out the way that we did. So we're we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up in the next couple of minutes. So that you know we we, we want to keep these uh, short so people will listen to them all the way through. And, and I still owe you the Johnny J Road thing, so don't I won't forget about that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna come right back to that. But to kind of give you guys a real quick uh, update on serve period was that for the first four and a half years, we operated as an umbrella organization for networking. And that was pretty much. And I used to tout the fact that we were not a 501c3. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to go through the paperwork or the bureaucracy. Uh, and what we found is is that there is paperwork and bureaucracy uh, in some of the agencies that are out there, which it's just life. Uh, and so you know we've kind of got kicked in the teeth a few times in 2019 on programs, projects, trying to help a veteran out while we were waiting for somebody else to do some funding. Uh, so the executive team, the board at the, at the credit union, uh, you know, we've all, all eight or nine of us got together uh, and said, hey, let's make this thing official and let's make it a 501C3. So you know, beginning you know beginning of January, but officially launch on February 1st, we, we are a 501C3. So we will be able to take donations. Uh, we will be able to help uh, those veterans that, that cannot be serviced through other means, You know, through other VSOs uh, or through other agencies of that nature. And so uh, we have a very good program in place to help those that have fallen through the crack. We're definitely not changing our structure. Uh, we're still gonna have the monthly meeting. We're still gonna rely on all of the, the grant funded Organizations and the veteran service organizations that are, uh, you know, run through our municipalities to to do their job, and what we'll do is we'll we'll take up the slack. Uh, whenever necessary so we invite you to do a couple things you don't have to be a veteran either one of them is you know join make make be part of the team too if you have it in your heart donate a little bit i promise you that the money goes to uh very good causes i've got uh myself and there's five other members on the executive team that are very smart they've done this for a long time they understand the needs of the veteran and that they're telling the story that they're telling is a is a good one and we're not going to have a repeat uh overall so part of that is you know making it official, and we've done that. So, and uh, in, in part of that being official is, is that we now have the ability to do some uh, other fun stuff. We talked about the, the Sandcastle building, uh, but one of the things we wanna do um, going forward is for one of our super brother.
2: One of our own, yep. one of our so, own.
1: Rob, close us out.
2: We met Johnny J. Rowe through Joel Chatelaine, which is how we met a whole lot of people. Uh, he was living in a Hurricane Ike FEMA trailer, uh, he had ripped out all the flooring, uh, was working on replacing it, had ripped out some walls, was looking at the plumbing, and he was asking for advice on how to replace the flooring. Uh, linked up with him there and was surprised to see that, that he was a double amputee, below the knee, both legs. And uh, I said, no, we, we, we're not going to leave you here in this FEMA trailer. So the team came together, and it took about three weeks, uh, but we got him into a house in Galveston. Uh, we got him furniture, helped him get a job. It's absolutely a success story. Uh, Johnny was one of those guys that would always show up. He was always there. He took the pay it forward requirement and and took it to heart, and, and just a great guy. Unfortunately, uh, about two weeks ago, uh, Johnny J. Rowe passed unexpectedly. Now, we lost a brother there, and we need to remember them in ways that they would appreciate, that we as veterans appreciate, and a lot of my civilian friends think this is cold and callous, but the way we're going to remember Johnny is at Runge Park in Santa Fe on the Sunday after Valentine's Day, the 16th, starting about 2 o'clock, we're going to have the Johnny J. Rowe Memorial kickball game. His daughter has – quit laughing, Tim. <laughs> i <can't. laughs> His his, uh, his daughter, who lives in Santa Fe, uh, has his prosthetics, and the first ball that rolls – she's going to be out there with one of his prosthetics so that Johnny kicks the first ball. I in. love it. I and I it's an it. opportunity for us as veterans to come together, uh, to remember one of our own, as serve members to come together and have a little fun. And anybody else that wants to show up, uh, come on down. We're going to be there. We're going to have fun with it.
1: You know, and it would, he, the, the, the neatest thing for me about Johnny was is that I could have had the worst day in the world. And you see Johnny, and you go, "Wow, here's a guy that has every reason to be mad at everybody and God and and everything, but he shows up with a smile on his face." He was a smart aleck. He picked on you. He he didn't want sympathy. He just wanted to be there. Uh, and he was. I don't think the man changed one iota from the time he went into no. the military no. to the time that he came out. And you know, so if you're having a bad day there are things that could be a lot worse for you. And and to be have a guy like that around you, there's nothing that, that your life it could have endured as much can, as he did. Can I did. further go on that just a little bit? I love, you know, Johnny J. Rowe, J.P. Lane, and so oh. many others, and
0: you've got uh, William Thomas, uh, guys and gals that have lost a, a limb, an eye, an arm, so something, and you think, oh, they're gonna de- be depressed. No, no, no. They've seen the other side and they're grateful. They get up with an attitude of gratitude. When I don't uh, feel like taking my fat butt to the gym, I call my buddy, JP Lane. I go, JP, you in the gym? He's like, yeah, I'm just putting up a little bit more weight. You in the gym yet? It's like, "Uh." so I'll go to the gym. J-Row is one of those guys. Yeah. And so um, we invite people to come down to the kickboxing kickboxing. That's how I'm going to win. That's year two. We'll do I the Johnny saying, J. The, kickboxing the, tournament the, year two. I don't the, want to be uh, the first one to get with a prosthetic. The kickball <laughs> tournament. And learn. we're going to have some, uh, some amputees down there as well. Get to know these guys and gals and, and talk with them. Because guess what? If they're sitting in a wheelchair um, and they're out and about, they're doing something that some that were in Vietnam and Korea and World War II didn't. They're getting out. They're being social. Come talk with them. Have a great time.
1: Yeah, and guys, that's it for us. This first round, uh, we you know we're going to come back the the last week or so of every month uh, and talk more about what Serve is doing. We'll mm-hmm. get the rest of the executive team in here. You know, as I mentioned early on. Uh, and we have a couple times. We've got 40 or 50 organizations, and we'll kind of rotate through uh, and get folks through here to let them tell their story and and let's talk more about who they are and what they're about Uh, because I I think the connections that we make and serve are are some of the most important ones uh, in our life. And and to be able to help a veteran and their family, uh, to be able to help uh, everybody else in that room, uh, I think that's just a a wonderful thing. So I appreciate you guys coming out and kicking off the first one with me. Wouldn't Um, have missed it. Absolutely. And we will uh talk to you guys uh in, in about thirty days. So uh the next meeting of serve is gonna be February thirteenth, uh, which is Thursday. It's the second Thursday of every month, 11 eleven thirty to uh one fifteen. I'm working it back, guys. We're we're starting at eleven thirty sharp. So if you're a veteran, be on time, eleven thirty. Uh we do provide lunch. Um I say that because we got some lollygaggers that show up at eleven forty. 5 11 whatever but eleven over here <laughs> i'm not I'm, I'm looking at i'm looking at greg uh but anyway so eleven thirty, uh second thursday of every month come down and see what we're all about uh when you walk in the room however two rules that are very important number one you have to stand and talk about who you are uh and come prepared for that number two don't come down there to sell we, we're not buying uh what we're buying you know if we're buying anything we're buying your ability to network and your ability to help veterans uh not your product so Come on down and uh, we'll see you guys in a, in, a, in a, we'll, we'll talk to you again next month.
2: Hoo-ah. Groovy, baby. Let's Man. do it.